This is Commonwealth Real Financial Talk with Michael Widlake from Commonwealth Guardians. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Commonwealth Real Financial Talk with Michael Whitlake. All right, hello and welcome to Commonwealth Real Financial Talk. My name is Michael Whitlake and I'm from Commonwealth Guardians. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, Give us a call at 617-380-3440 or visit us online at my website, commonwealthguardians with an S dot com. And while at the website, click on the information and education page and you'll see all of our past shows and you can subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. So here you are, ready to retire. You've got your financial strategy squared away and you feel confident about the income you'll have coming in each month. You know where you're going to live and how you're and when you're going to travel. You even have a plan to fill up all your newfound free time in a way that doesn't blow your budget or that leaves you bored. Nothing coming down the pike could possibly derail your idyllic vision of retirement. You've got it all figured out, right? Wrong. (laughs) As the iconic Oscar Wilde once said, to expect the unexpected shows a thoroughly modern intellect. Or to put it another way, you'd better get ready for some of the same expensive surprises that popped up while you were still on the job. What happens if the TV goes out three hours before people are set to arrive for your Super Bowl party? Whether it's plastic or your emergency fund, you're gonna need a new one. Is your best friend from college about to suddenly get remarried on a beautiful Mexican beach with the expectation that you'll be there? Front and center and smiling, you'll have to figure out how you're going to pay for that. During the show today, we're going to look at some of the common retirement expenses that people either fail to plan for adequately or don't plan for at all. We're also going to discuss how having a wealth strategy may help you manage some of these surprises. So let me start by introducing my co-host, Tony Shore, who surprised me today by coming to the office with swimming trunks. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, Michael, I, I, I did not do that. Uh, he's just kidding, folks. But hey, I, I guess uh, I could say I was at the local pool practicing my cannonballs and lost track of time, right? Uh, but that's that's <laughs> that's summer living for you. But hey, Michael, thanks for having me on the show. This is going to be great. And uh, I'm excited. And uh, I'm sure that notion that retirement is going to have financial surprises, both big and small, may have some of our listeners uh, going through their strategies in their heads, looking for the weak spots, uh, which means this is shaping up to be a really good show. Uh, But before we get into that today, Michael, I wanted to, this is our inaugural episode, so I wanted to introduce you to our listeners out there. Uh, I know they're going to get to know you over each week's show. We're going to have a brand new show every week. 
but tell us about yourself. How did you come uh, to be in this business and how long have you been doing this? So, Tony, I've been in the financial services business since 1999, and I started helping people think and plan about retirement in 2002 because my dad retired from the postal service that year. And he called me up at the time and he said, hey, Mike, you understand this stuff that the postal service sent me about my retirement because it's just a little bit confusing. And I call that the understatement of the century because I looked into it and I found not only does the federal government make it difficult for federal employees to get information. But in general, there's so much information out there. Millions and millions of books have been written about it. And all of them say something completely different. How do you choose for yourself? What's the right thing for you to do? And that's what got me started. And, you know, you might be able to tell by the way I talk, I'm kind of passionate about what I do because I think that this, the the decisions that people make at the time when they're thinking ahead and, and transitioning from working into retirement are some of the most important decisions that they'll ever make in their life. Because once you make most of them, they're irrevocable. You can't take it back. So making sure that you get it right the first time, making sure that you have the education and the knowledge to make better and smarter choices for yourself is what is why we're here, why I feel like what I do is so important and why I really love what I do. So uh, that's how we got here today, providing this kind of education. Yeah, that's really good. And that's a, that's a great reason to get into it. Uh, The story about your dad uh, being confused about it. Uh, believe me, my parents are, are there and I've gone through that with them as well. And that is uh, so critical that we understand that. Now, that's a little bit about what we're talking about today, that re- retirement reality check. Uh, I think this is going to be a good one. And I know that you have a lot of topics for us to cover on each week's show that our listeners can look forward to, right? We're going to be talking about all things having to do with this educating people about different aspects of retirement. People think, oh, well, I saved some money. I'll be fine. And uh, unfortunately, this is part of what we're going to address today and what we're going to address every week. That's not necessarily the case. Just like I said a few minutes ago, good and bad things are going to happen in your life, whether you're retired or not. And you got to be able to face those both good and bad things. And all of those things cost money. Yeah, That's at least my experience. 20 years of doing this, I've watched people face in their retirements that I've helped them set up good and bad times and trying to figure out the best course of action every time can be very, very confusing and difficult. Um, we, in fact, did a, an event for some existing clients where uh, in the uh, where we showed a movie. The movie was called The Boomer Dilemma. And it, there were, I wasn't a big fan of this movie. It was uh, but uh, there was one thing I that stuck out to me when I watched it. They had like six different PhD economists talking about the different kind of decision process that you have to make. And, uh, you know, PhD economists, they never agree on anything. But there was <laughs> one thing that they agreed on in this movie that making a retirement plan is one of the most complex and difficult things to do ever. And uh, I thought that that, you know, that again, that brings 
justification to why I think what I do is so important. Well, it is. And I mean, we're going to cover things that people think they might know about, but there are so many aspects to it. uh, And there are so many costly mistakes that can be made uh, from Social Security maximization to IRAs, Roth IRAs, uh, conversions, uh, you know, the market volatility. There is a lot out there uh, that we're going to cover over the coming weeks. And I appreciate your knowledge on this. You've been doing this for a long time. Most of us, Michael, we're only going to retire once. I'm only going to retire once, but you do this. You retire every day. You're you're doing the process yeah. every day with different people, and that is why you're bringing the your knowledge to this show, this podcast. So this is going to be a good one. Now, today, we're talking about a retirement reality check. So where do you want to begin? So there's an AARP article called the 10 biggest expenses in retirement. And this article has some very interesting information about the reality of retirement expenses. As the article explains, lifestyle creep during retirement is a danger because the spending many people do during their working years often doesn't change once they've retired. Accordingly, Working with a financial service professional to determine how much you'll need to save and build up is very important. How for many, healthcare is the biggest underestimated retirement expense that could they could be hit with. If you're currently in good health, your healthcare spending when you first retire will likely be pretty reasonable. But as you age into your late 70s, early 80s, and 90s and beyond, your healthcare spending is likely to surge. Often, total health care expenses during retirement are lower for husbands because they generally die first. And prior to that, they frequently rely on their spouse for certain caregiving activities. That also means that the surviving spouse must often cover their own caregiving expenses, which tend to be to vary widely in different parts of the country. Oh, yeah, for sure. And everything we read tells us healthcare costs aren't likely to drop much in the future, right? You're absolutely right. Currently, healthcare expenses are seeing faster inflation rates than any other spending category. And the article points to experts who think healthcare costs will increase about 5% annually during the next 30 years. That's roughly twice the rate of any other costs. Considering the expected future costs of healthcare, it might be all the more important to be thoughtful about discretionary spending like restaurants and travel while you're in your 60s and 70s so that you have money left over that you're likely going to need in your 80s and 90s. I always say that actually expenses as you gain as you age don't change you just spend the money on different things. Right that's true I mean and nobody wants to take a pay cut in retirement right? No, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. And as you noted a few minutes ago, Michael, if any of our listeners out there aren't already working with someone like yourself, a financial professional doing so may help them devise an overall financial strategy to address these retirement expenses. You have to plan for all the contingencies. Yeah. You know, And the same goes for the next topic uh, from the AARP article, which is home maintenance. It's often another very considerable but underestimated expense during retirement. Necessary home projects don't vanish once you retire. If you intend to stay in your home for several years after you retire, there's a good chance that you'll see your home maintenance expenses increase. 
you know, in the neighborhood where I live, home prices are very expensive. And some people think that, well, I own a house and it's worth one and a half million, two million, two and a half million dollars. But you have to take care of that house. Yeah. Not only that, but you have to find someone who's willing to do the work for you and do a good job. Yeah. And you have to have money for those property taxes, right? I mean, that's a huge expense in retirement that a lot of people with homes in retirement don't always uh, think about either. They forget about it. Even if you own your property, you don't have a mortgage on it anymore. The state or the county, where depending upon where you live, co-owns with you. And if you stop paying your property taxes, they just take it away. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not good. And property taxes, especially as of late, at least where I live, have gone up exponentially. Um, yeah. So that that's another one that you have to watch out for, isn't it? I think I pay more in property taxes than my parents paid for the house that we grew up in. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, doesn't surprise. It actually doesn't surprise me. So uh, isn't that crazy though? I mean, that's 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 it, nuts. So. Um, I bet one of the underestimated retirement expenses is going to be travel because everyone I know who retires, my parents and my mother-in-law, they all want to travel, right? It is indeed. And uh, during retirement, travel costs may vary significantly depending on where you go, when you go and how you go. If you're paying for kids and grandkids to join you or you're staying in a five-star resort, you're obviously going to spend a lot more than you would if you stayed at state park camping. It's often recommended that retirees travel more often early in retirement because as you age, you may not be able to venture out as much and you also might need extra money for healthcare expenses. Yeah, that's smart. Uh, Obviously, uh, when you first retire and you're able to get out and do things, you should probably do it, but that has to be part of your retirement plan and your your financial plan. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Let's take a moment here before we continue, Michael, uh, to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. If they have questions or topics they want to hear on the show or questions like that, or they want to set up that uh, no charge consultation with you. So you can go to my website, uh, commonwealthguardians.com and uh, you can uh, go to contact and there's a, a, a connection there to my a, right to my calendar you can set up a calendar appointment right then and there or you can call my office directly at 617-380-3440 you'll get shanna um, sh- that's she's my assistant and she controls my schedule and she'll be able to help you get on my calendar for you know i got a 10 minute phone conversation to answer the questions that you have or a full hour meeting where we get to know each other and create a snapshot of your financial picture so that you have the knowledge and information you need to know what you need to do. Well, this is great. And I've learned a lot today. I encourage our listeners to pick up the phone and give you a call, Michael. Now, what do you have for us next? So the next uh, thing that the article addresses is transportation costs. Even though many folks no longer have to worry about commuting once they retire, they most of them are still going to need reliable set of wheels to get to places, appointments, grocery store, grandkids, little league games, whatever uh, that's important to you. Early in retirement, that might mean hanging onto a car that you've had for a while the last couple of years and you're working, or it might mean replacing it with something reliable and affordable. Either way, you must factor in gas, insurance, oil, 
tires, unexpected maintenance, much like it is with your home, your car's needs don't vanish because you're no longer working. As you age, however, your transportation needs are likely to change. You might find yourself increasingly reliant on family and friends for rides, or you may use Uber or Lyft to get to the doctor's appointment if they're available in your community. And while I use Uber and Lyft on a fairly regular basis, the fact is still those rides can add up in a hurry. Clearly, you're going to need to get around during retirement just to be sure to properly consider how your transportation needs are likely to change and become more expensive as you age. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I just had to put four new tires on my car, Michael, and it cost me over $1,000. I'm still smarting from that one. I mean, I don't know. I must be getting older because I'm starting to complain about how much things cost. (laughs) (laughs) Thought I'd never do that, but uh, like my parents. uh, Well, as a financial planner, this is something that I always am thinking about how I can't justify the cost of that in relation to my time invested in it. Ah, that's and, a good way uh, to look at it. Yeah, and I think that, uh, you know, in retirement, it's the same thing. Your time is very valuable because you've got limited time left in your life and you want to make sure you're enjoying it completely. And that brings us to the next thing, the to- next topic, the next retirement expense that some folks fail to consider are utilities. Thankfully, the article notes many retirees enjoy lower utility expenses. Um, after all, in retirement, you no longer have teenagers taking hot 45-minute showers or firing up the oven twice a day for pizza rolls. <laughs> the pizza rolls. I had three kids, and I'll tell you what, that happened. That would happen. Well, I still have the two, right? Uh, and uh, they are, they they sometimes drive me crazy with the constant snacking. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's teenagers for you. Mine are, my youngest just graduated high school, so all three of mine, I'm almost an empty nester. So I, wow. I'm hoping the utilities go down. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I was surprised. I was talking to my neighbors who are, you know, older. They're in retirement age and their kids are out of the house. And they they were complaining about their electric bills. They say they just use a lot of electricity around the house. And I can't figure out why. So you never know. Think you know, might change your lifestyle when you decide to retire too, Tony. Oh, that's and, true. That is a good point. Yep. Yeah. So a number of retirees downsize after leaving their careers, which naturally means less cost for heating and air conditioning. But even with a smaller home and fewer people in that home, utility companies can raise their rates. They can charge consumers increases regularly, if not annually. Yeah. And if you own your home and you tend to stay in it as long as possible, you might want to consider adding solar panels, batteries, and things like that. Certain power companies provide rebates for that to have them installed. And those power companies will also sometimes purchase the extra electricity from your panels producing. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that can be expensive too, putting them in. And uh, it's not cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We looked into that here. So, uh, but uh, my biggest takeaway from all of this is that it's, again, it's so important to work with a financial advisor, a professional like yourself who can help uh, construct a retirement budget that's going to address things like transportation and utilities uh, while also seeking to provide you with the money you need to enjoy a meal out with friends or a road trip from time to time. Now, what's the next thing on the list you want to talk about? So the next thing the financial experts quoted was uh, that retirees should spend about 10% of their total monthly spending on personal health and wellness. 
you know, like a gym membership, a YMCA membership, or going swimming, uh, go swim laps in the morning, eating fresh fruit and vegetables that you're from your local market. This particular section of the article closes by noting that it's easy to spend $500 a month in your health and wellness. But if it keeps you healthier for longer, it's more than worth that money. Yeah, I, I would say so. And uh, you, and it can lower your medical costs. Uh, that's a good idea. And I think a gym or YMCA membership is also a good way to uh, avoid social isolation, right? As I'm sure will come as a little surprise, retirement can sometimes include spending on kids and grandkids to a degree that you didn't anticipate. And it doesn't have to be big things like Disney cruises or large contributions to a grandkid's 529 college savings plan. It can be trips to Starbucks or the local pizza joint or all of which can add up quickly. And here's the other thing. It's natural for grandparents to be very excited when their first grandchild arrives and to therefore spend quite a bit of money on gifts and essentials like diapers and clothes and things like that. And when grandkids two and three arrive, many grandparents feel compelled to be just as generous as they were the first time. And that can meet a whole bunch of unexpected spending. You can be attentive and generous with your grandkids without going over the top in a financially risky way. Right. And uh, that's true. Grandkids can add up. I, I see grandparents doing a lot of those things for their grandkids and spending a lot of money on them. Uh, and that's fine if it's part of your retirement plan and your overall retirement budget. Right. I mean, that's that's the key, isn't it? Well, it's often one of the biggest gifts that you can give them is making sure that you're financially okay. Yeah. First. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of little kids are be would be more than happy with hot dogs off the grill at grandma and grandpa's house uh, because I think that your time is the biggest gift you can give them, right? Exactly. Let's Let's move on. Now, during the show, you've been highlighting some of the common retirement expenses that some people fail to adequately prepare for. Uh, maybe they don't have an overall retirement plan. Um, and you've the list has included health care, transportation, home maintenance, spending on grandkids. Uh, what do you have for us next? So uh, let's focus on retirement budgeting and spending by next looking at the potential value of a wealth plan. A wealth plan is far more than just a strategy for you to build as much cash as possible. Instead, it provides a thorough and personalized look at your current and future finances using numerous planning concepts that factor risk and the likely length of your retirement. A Kiplinger article called Saving for Retirement Isn't Enough, You Need a Wealth Plan, explains that a wealth plan has five key elements, the first of which is taking inventory. A wealth plan starts by examining all your current assets, income sources, and expenses, while also factoring in inflation. An inventory of your assets might be beneficial just because it allows you to see your current status and route to retirement. I always call it your snapshot, your financial snapshot. It can show you if you're putting away enough money. It can also have any possible gaps based on your stated goals. That's a good point. And so you want to make sure you don't have any gaps. And how are you going to fill those gaps? Building a wealth plan sounds like another solid reason to work with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional, because you know the ins and outs of building the wealth plan in a way that's going to answer people's questions and address their concerns, correct? 
Exactly. We're going to take into consideration their entire financial picture, what they're hoping to accomplish. I always say we're going to have a snapshot of where you are right now, where you're hoping to go and what you need to do to get there in the best way possible. So the next step, once we've set, uh, created that snapshot is we want to create, uh, what are your goals, set your goals. And as the article in Kiplinger's explains, some people determine if they're conservative, moderate, or aggressive investor by using a boilerplate list of strategies that may or may not actually work. But wealth plans often work backwards by spelling out your goals before you determine your investment strategies. Yeah. Yeah, that that's interesting. And I'm glad that we're talking about this. Obviously, uh, it's important. And uh, setting those goals is huge, isn't it? Well, it, once you've done that, you and your financial service professional can craft a list of reasonable goals by determining your estimated retirement income, creating an income plan, which is the first step, uh, I think, in comparing it to the things like healthcare costs, taxes, vacations, hobbies, and the other kinds of legacy things you want to provide for those you leave behind. Your future income needs should be projected through at least your 95th birthday to lower the risk of outliving your money. And if you don't understand what you need to earn to achieve your goals, it becomes far more challenging to determine the tools and methods you want to use to produce that income. Yeah. So age 95, uh, I find that interesting. And uh, obviously many retirees will live that long, but uh, many more probably won't, but better to plan for that possibility than to assume it simply won't happen, which I think some people, oh, I'm not going to live that long. I don't need to plan for that. Uh, I can't imagine how scary it would be to turn 91 or 92 and uh, still be able and, and going about and realize that you're out of money. I mean, that's just, that would be tragic. Exactly. And this is something that I virtually hear every day. Oh, I'm never going to live that long. And I'm like, well, we still have to plan for that just in case yeah, we have to plan for what happens if you die too early, what happens if you live longer than you think. My dad is 88 years old now and you know what? He hasn't slowed down that much. Yeah, my dad has turned 80 this year and he's not slowing down. My grandfather lived to 101 and wow. two months before he passed away about, oh, not quite a year ago, uh, about nine months Man, ago he passed away. Uh, yeah, he lived a great life but he, two months before he passed away, at 101, he was camping in a camper. I kid you wow, not. Wow, that's he amazing. Went, he, he took his pull-behind camper. Uh, he had Etta, uh, his wife, drive him. Uh, and uh, he was in a wheelchair, but he was still going strong. I mean, uh, besides having to be in a wheelchair uh, because he was starting to get weak, uh, he bought a new vehicle at age 99. I kid you not. So, oh uh, man, yeah, he's uh, he at 101. He lived to 101, and the doctor said he didn't die of any major disease. Uh, old age, his organs just finally gave out. So, uh, pretty amazing. Uh, you can live that long, but people say, "Oh, I'm not going to live that long." Uh, you never know, right? You never know, and you know that bodes well for you that you need to make a plan for that. You're yes. going to live a long time too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I, that's what everybody tells me. And uh, coming from a financial advisor, that's no surprise. And uh, I appreciate that because it's so true. You want to get everything set. You don't want to run out of money, right? 
Well, exactly. And this is the next thing that the article talks about. You need to work closely with whoever your financial service professional is to implement your growth strategies, implement what your goals are. Once you've determined your future needs and possible risks, the wealth plan can help you identify potential strategies to meet those unique goals. While the wealth plan's growth strategies might include diverse investment portfolios that includes things like fixed income sources, stocks, ETFs, mutual funds, they often go much deeper. A robust wealth plan will also use a broad perspective to meet your needs and protect your assets for Example, if your spouse were to unexpectedly, I'm sorry, if your spouse were to die unexpectedly before you retire, would your insurance be enough to handle all your needs? Would your ideal retirement still be possible with just one social security income, for example? The article notes that a wealth plan might suggest using an annuity to supply a stream of guaranteed lifetime income and long-term care policy to shield your assets from potential future health care costs. Or a wealth plan may implement a Roth IRA and health savings account in addition to your 401k to aggressively save for retirement and possibly lower your tax liabilities. In short, a wealth plan you and your financial service professional build together shouldn't like look like anybody else's. It should be unique to you, your needs, and your goals. Yeah, I like the idea of working with yourself, a financial services professional, to really get into the details to build that retirement strategy that's completely my own because everybody's situation is different. Exactly. And finally, your wealth plan should provide you with varied withdrawal strategies. Once you stop working and you head into retirement, you've gone from your accumulation phase, you're living off your paycheck and putting some of that away to your distribution phase, living off of whatever you've gotten. You know, a lot of people come to me, Mike, I don't know if I'm ready to retire. And uh, I tell them, look, you can't go back and fix history. The thing that we need to do now is make the most out of your whatever your current situation is and a wealth plan seeks to devise a strategy to do that to allows you to make withdrawals in the most tax efficient way possible uh, so you're not you know we all owe the taxes that we owe but we shouldn't be overpaying them if your current retirement strategy is just saving as much as possible without any consideration to how your retirement will unfold you might be making mistakes. Your retirement is a reward for all of those years of hard work and financial discipline, so why not make a real plan that's gonna allow you to enjoy the golden years of your life? Hope is not enough. You need a real strategy. Yeah, well put. Hope is not enough. You need a strategy, and I think this has been a great show. We're out of time. Is there anything else you wanna add for our listeners before we go today, Michael? Well, so if this has brought up questions for you, and I'm sure it has, do I have the right strategy? Uh, how do we how do we know? Uh, you know, reach out to us. Uh, go to my website, CommonwealthGuardians.com, and contact us. You can set up an appointment um, right on my calendar, or you can call Shanna at 617-380-3440, and I'll be happy to spend 10 minutes on the phone answering your questions, or if you want to dive in, we can take a, spend a full hour together getting to know each other, uh, creating a snapshot of your financial situation, so then you know 
what you probably haven't realized, it's like getting a second opinion at a doctor's office. You might find out, hey, great news. You're actually really in great shape. Nothing to worry about. Or find out about issues and problems that you didn't even realize that you had. Folks, pick up the phone and give Michael a call. What's that phone number and web address one more time? The phone number is 617-380-3440 or the web address commonwealthguardians.com. All right. Well, thank you, Michael. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Commonwealth Real Financial Talk. Thank you for listening to Commonwealth Real Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Whitlake at Commonwealth Guardians. Call 617-380-3440 or visit them online at CommonwealthGuardians.com. Michael Whitlake offers investment advisory services through Gradient Advisors, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 877-885-0508 and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Gradient Advisors, LLC, and its advisors do not render tax, legal, or accounting advice. Commonwealth Guardians is not a registered investment advisor and is independent of Gradient Advisors, LLC, insurance products and services are offered through Michael Widlake, independent agent. Commonwealth Guardians, Michael Widlake, and Gradient Advisors, LLC, are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.